Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. Good morning, Highway family. Yes, it is a good day. It's a good day because we're gathering to worship the one who made us. I'm so glad to be able to be with you this morning via video. I want you to know that I give God praise that you are in my life. The relationship that we share each week by the Spirit of God and through the Word of God is priceless. There really is no substitute for it. And I realized many years ago, although I didn't grow up understanding what a a pastor is or what the role of a pastor is, when I came into the gospel and began to read through the scriptures and understand that we all need a pastor, an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, teachers in our lives to, uh, to bring the word of God to us. We need the five-fold ministry gifts. Uh, those who have those gifts have a special calling on their life to unfold the word of God to help us grow stronger in it. And I thank God that he's uh, given me uh, these gifts to, to equip you, to strengthen you, to make you stronger so that you can be bold and fearless, so that you can, can just bite the head off of any giant that threatens you, so you can fearfully, uh, <laughs> fearlessly move forward and, and take possession of your promised land, of all that Christ has done for you. We are going to get into one of my favorite passages in the scripture and the very first passage of scripture I ever memorized and I'm so excited about that. Before we do, let's pray together. Father, thank you for this precious highway family, those who are with us in the warehouse each week and those who are with us online. Father, I bless them, and I ask you, Holy Spirit, to do something special during our time together, to uh, illuminate the eyes of our understanding that we would see Christ more clearly today, that we would know and understand more clearly the calling you have upon our lives, the inheritance we have in you and the surpassing greatness of the resurrection power of Christ that is in and for us who believe. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's do it. Let's go to my very first passage that I ever memorized in the scriptures, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 8. And the title of our message this morning is adore him, adore him. And we're going to start in verse 5 of Proverbs 3. Let's, let's, let's go. Come on, let's get everything 
that God has for us during this time together. I, I don't, I'm not even going to ask. I know you're awake, right? I know you're ready. I hope you came hungry because God has a delicious meal prepared for you. Let's eat. Proverbs 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Verse 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Amen. Verse 5 begins with the very key to wholeness, spirit, soul, and body. Trust in the Lord. During this holiday season, I want to encourage you to take a survey of your own thought life to find out, am I trusting in the Lord in every area of my life? Have I taken the time to go through the scriptures and find specific scriptures that cover and speak to every single area of my life? I have said this uh, before, and it's good to, to say it again. You should have at least three scriptures from the Word of God that speak specifically and cover every area of your existence, okay? That is how we trust in the Lord with our whole lives. We go through the scriptures, we find the promises that speak specifically to that area of our lives, and we meditate in them. We declare those scriptures over that area, and as you do this, you'll begin to speak the word of God to every area of your life, and it enables the wholeness that God has already given you in Christ that already in your recreated spirit to rise up from your spirit to flow through your soul and into your body. Trust in the Lord. With all, I like that word, all. It's a superlative word, and it means exactly what it says. With all, every bit of your heart. Let's talk about your heart for a little while. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, we know in the scriptures, in the, in the Hebrew, this uh, would be translated kidneys. <laughs> in other words, what's going on here? The Bible will oftentimes use physical things to teach us spiritual truths. So, of course, our physical heart, the organ in our chest, is important. But it's not nearly as important as your spirit, your spiritual heart, your spirit. 
The Bible is talking about your inner man here. That's why the Hebrews would be translated kidneys. In our culture, we would say heart, meaning the center of you, your spirit. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. In other words, your heart or your spirit is where the power to live strong comes from. All right? Your spirit, your heart, is where the power to live victoriously comes from. Your natural heart obviously is important for your natural body, but not nearly as important as your spiritual heart, your spirit, all right? Well, why is our spirit so important? Why does the power to live victoriously come from our spirit? Because our spirit is where we hold our beliefs. What we believe resides in our heart. All right? Keep that in mind. We're going to come back to Proverbs 3, but let's go to Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4, verse 20. What do you believe about yourself? What do you believe if you're married about your spouse? What do you believe about your career, about the gifts that you have, about your talents? What do you believe about the people in your life? What do you believe about your present life? What do you believe about your future? All of these things reside in your heart. Our beliefs, if we were to uh, take apart our beliefs, our beliefs are made of words that we have chosen to esteem. Words that we have chosen to regard as truth in our life. They may not be truth. They might be something that someone said to us 40 years ago that we took personally and we held on to that has given us a distorted image of ourselves. And we regard it as truth, but it's not. So you can hold beliefs in your heart that you think are true, but they are not. Well, how do we know? We've got to look to the person of truth, the Word of God, Jesus Christ. All right? So our beliefs are made of words. If you want to clean and and, and, and transform your beliefs, you've got to put what the Word of God says, Jesus, you've got to put the written Word and the living Word in your heart. The Word of God will, will fix any beliefs that need fixing and will create beliefs in you that are from Him, that are pure, that are powerful, that produce life. So look at Proverbs 4. We're talking about uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. How do we do that? We get God's word on our situation for every circumstance and area of our life, and we put what God says in our heart, and we meditate on it, even if it contradicts what we have currently or previously believed. Everything must move out of the way for God's word in our heart. 
We can't speak for other people. You can only speak for your own heart. In my heart, God's word reigns supreme. I've made that decision. Now, that doesn't mean I've done everything perfectly, but I've made the decision. If I am made aware of something I'm holding in my heart or something that I believe that is contrary to what God has revealed to us through Christ, that thing's going to go, and I'm replacing it with what Christ has said. Amen. This is what Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 23 is talking about. Listen to this. We're talking about your heart now. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. So we give our attention to what God has said, to his word, right? Hard copy Bible, vital, priceless, essential to wholeness and well-being. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Not what others say, not what man says, to my sayings, to my words. This is the Lord speaking, right? Do not let them depart from your sight. That's a choice you have to make. You are the only one who can determine what your attention is on. No one can do that for you. You've got to make up your mind that you will give your attention to the words of God himself, that his words will, will be preeminent, will take place number one, will be the foremost, most important words of your life. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them. You are the one who decides what you keep in your life and what you throw away. If I find something in my thinking, in my beliefs, that is contrary to what God has said, I say, 1-800-GOT-JUNK, come and get it. I throw it out. It's not for me anymore. And I replace it with what God has said. You've got to do this. All of us need to do regular spring cleaning in our thinking, even in December. we got to do some spring cleaning, right? We're regularly cleaning our thought life. We're regularly throwing things out that shouldn't be there, okay? Do not let the, excuse me, keep them in the midst of your heart, your beliefs. Meditate on them. Believe them. Focus on them. Give them attention. Verse 22, why should we do this? Well, limitless reasons, but here's what verse 22 says. For they, my words, God speaking, right? For my words are life. Sounds like Jesus in what? Is it John 6, 33? The words I speak to you are spirit and they are life, life-making. My words are life to those who find them, right? So to those who believe in them, their life. Why? Because our faith activates in, in our lives the life that's already in the word of God. See, when you decide to exalt the Word of God above what anyone else says, you decide to seek it, to pursue it, to meditate in it, to say it, to give your attention to it, to trust in Him, it activates in your life the life that's already in His Word. They are life to those who find them and health to all their whole body. Watch over your heart with all diligence, nothing is more important than what you believe. Man does not understand this. This sounds like foolishness. 
to man's wisdom, to naturally minded people. But this is the truth. Nothing is more important in your life than what you believe. Above all else, the the NIV says, above all else, guard your heart. Many people have security systems on their homes and their automobiles, but no system over their heart. Not good. You want to guard your heart. You want to protect what you allow in your heart. Protect, determine only what God says is allowed in my heart. Come on, you are getting stronger, Highway family. We are not wimpy. We are unafraid because Christ is the Lord and shepherd of our lives. Come on. We're not fearful people. We're not afraid. We've made up our mind. Jesus is our Lord. What he says goes in our lives, right? So watch over your heart with all diligence. Above all else, guard your heart. For from it flow the springs of life. The NIV says, for it is the wellspring of life. Another translation says, from it flow the forces of life. The the power you need to overcome whatever it is you're facing is in your spirit. The strength you need to rise above your situation The victorious power of Christ is in your spirit and it will be released into your soul and your body and the rest of your life when you choose to exalt what he has said above your circumstance, above your symptoms, above what others have said, above your emotions, above what's happened in the past, above what so-and-so went through, and you would simply take God at his word and meditate in it. It opens the door for the forces of resurrection life that are in your spirit to flow from your spirit into your soul, your emotions, your mind, your will, and into your body and into your circumstances, your situations, and the rest of your life. Amen. That's your heart. That's your heart. Now it was back to Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Proverbs 4, 20 through 23 tells us how to do that. Another excellent passage to meditate on during this holiday season. Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. Let's go back to Proverbs 3, our primary text, verses 5 through 8. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And the next part of the verse says, and lean not on your own understanding. What are you leaning on? Really? You need to, you need to ask yourself that question. Sometimes we're, we're not even conscious of what we're actually depending on. To lean on something means I'm I'm depending on this. Are you depending on your own understanding? The Holy Spirit says to us through the word of God, don't depend on your own understanding. 
Do not lean on your own understanding. Don't rely on your own understanding for support and strength. All of us have to, again, take survey of what we're trusting in, who we're trusting in, and who or what we're depending on. If you're depending on another person to change your life, you will inevitably be disappointed and let down. Because people, we are limited in what we can do. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We were made not to depend on people, but to depend on the Lord to lean on him, to rely on him, to know that he is the one who supports us and holds us up and keeps us steady. Lean not on your own understanding. Verse 6, in all your ways, I love that, in all your ways, in everything you do, Everywhere you go, your hobbies, your occupation, your, uh, your recreational time, um, when you're out uh, at a restaurant, when you're shopping, when you're working out at the gym or working out at home, when you're doing your chores, when you're uh, blowing snow, it's coming. <laughs> I like snow. Don't mind me. Uh, when you're raking leaves, when you're paying someone to blow snow for you, whatever it is you're doing in all your ways. In other words, give every area of your life to the Lord. Lean on him. Trust in him to be your strength in all your ways, in every area of your life, know, be sure and certain that who he is is the answer to every area of your life in all your ways. This takes practice. I don't know about you, I just know kind of the way I am. I just, you know, I got into the habit of just doing things. Getting up, I had my routines, I had my disciplines, I had the things I knew I had to get done. And you know, the Holy Spirit so often would have to say, hey, 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 wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. Can you just pause a little bit and let me in there? You know, can you just step back? You know, take a, take a deep breath and let me get involved in all the things that you're running around to get done? In all your ways, take a step back, highway family. Take a breath and let the Holy Spirit get involved. It's not on you to get everything done. He's going to do it. What is your job to trust him and let his power work in every area of your life? In all your ways, acknowledge him. <laughs> this is a powerful word here. In all your ways, acknowledge him. I want to I 
break this word down, acknowledge. Of course, the word knowledge is in there. Let me read you some definitions of this word so you understand what the scripture is saying here. In all your ways, acknowledge him. To acknowledge in this context means to know, to confess, to prove, to establish, to affirm, to declare to be true, to formally declare knowing and recognizing as truth and reality. I mean, I've got, I did a word study on this years ago, and I've got a pages document on my phone and laptop that I just, I don't know how many pages, I just went through this word and just really studied it. It's a powerful word. It means to formally declare, knowing and recognizing as truth and reality. So in all your ways, formally declare, know and recognize as truth and reality what God has said to you in all your ways. This word acknowledge means to know, listen to this, to know by observing and reflecting. To know by observing and thinking upon. In all your ways, know what the Lord has done by giving attention to his word and meditating upon it regarding that area of your life in all your ways. That's powerful. It means to know by experiencing. Hmm, I love that. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Experience me in all your ways. How do we experience him? In all our ways, by giving attention to his word, by going through the scriptures and finding specific passages and promises that apply to every area of our lives. Taste and see. So powerful. Let's keep reading. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he, notice he's going to do this, not you, he will make your paths straight. <laughs> the Lord wants you to allow him to be your strength. I think back to the first home we had, we purchased back in 1999, and uh, it was, uh, what, what was a 50 by 100 lot. Not, not, not a big place, and we had a driveway that went back probably about maybe 75 feet. And uh, the first, I think one of the first winters we were there, we had a record-breaking winter. In fact, the, whole, the, the snow was so high, Jennifer and I were away, and we came home. We had to park in a Walgreens parking lot because no cars could get onto our street. We had to walk from Walgreens. When we got to our street, the snow was above our knees. And we had to get our suitcases and just make our way to our house. And, you know, I cleared the driveway with a snow shovel. Didn't own a snowblower. 
Now, I enjoyed that. I know it sounds crazy. I liked the exercise, and I liked being out in the snow. I grew up in a place that had lots of snow. But I want to tell you, it was a lot of work, a lot of work to clear, you know, 75 feet of, uh, I don't know, two, three feet of snow. I was, that took, it took several hours, several hours and probably several cups of hot cocoa. But it was a lot of work. But God wants to clear your path. And so many times we get worn out because we're trying to make our paths straight. But that's not what the scripture says. It says, in all your ways, know him, meditate on his word, declare it to be true in your life, and let him make your path straight. Let him clear your paths for you. Let him work the stuff out that needs to be worked out in your life. Again, it's not our job to fix things. And that takes some renewing in the mind right there. It's not our job to fix things. Our job, the responsibility God has given us is to trust him, is to meditate in his word, to, uh, to fellowship with him, to say what he says, to act on what he says, and to let him do it. Hallelujah. And that's powerful. Isn't that powerful? He will make your path straight. I love Psalm 1611. It says, uh, you have made known to me the path of life. One translation says, you will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. Verse 6 in Proverbs 3 in the New Living Translation says this, seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which paths to take. Sometimes the path that we're taking uh, is really not the best path. It's not the path that God has prepared for us because we haven't been seeking his will in all that we do. When you begin to seek his will in all your ways, not just a couple, in all your ways... Right? then you will be able to discern which path to take. And that's powerful. Love it. I'm just so thankful for everything that God has said. Listen, Jesus wants to be your shepherd. I adore him. We're going to get to the title of the message in just a little while. Adore him. But Jesus wants to be your shepherd. He wants to be the one who leads and guides you in every area of your life. I mean, what kind of shepherd is Jesus, would you say? Is he uh, trustworthy? Is he reliable? Is he dependable? Of course he is. He's perfect in all his ways. He's love. There's nothing bad about him. No evil dwells with him. He's good. In fact, a popular scripture at Highway that I say regularly is John 10.10, 10, but do you know what John 10.11 is? Well, let's start in verse 10, and let's look at Jesus, our shepherd. Verse 10, Jesus, our shepherd, talking. He says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came, Jesus, our shepherd, that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance. Hallelujah. He's so good. To the full till it overflows. 
I want them to have an overflowing, abundantly life. And that's why I said yes to the Father. And I laid down my glory. And I came to earth. I was conceived in the womb of a virgin. I was born a man. And that is why I did it, so that they can have abundant life. Now, verse 11, what's the very next thing he says after John 10, 10? I am the good shepherd. That's what kind of shepherd he is. And he's not just a good shepherd, he's the good shepherd. The good shepherd uh, risks and lays down his own life for the sheep. That's what kind of shepherd he is. So uh, uh, he's a shepherd that wants to lead. Shepherd, a shepherd leads the sheep, right? And the sheep follow the shepherd. If you're not seeking his will in every area of, the, of your life, it's kind of like asking the shepherd to follow you. <laughs> that doesn't work very well. because it's, it's just not set up that way. The, she, the sheep are to follow the shepherd. Hello. Can you imagine a shepherd out in the field and the sheep are uh, trying to lead the shepherd? It just, it, you, you don't see that, right? That's not the role of a sheep. The role of a sheep is to follow the shepherd. So instead of trying to lead Jesus where you think you need to go, why don't you start following him and let him show you where you should go? Because he knows. He's a good shepherd, right? <laughs> what direction does the good shepherd want to lead you? It's good to know. What direction does a good shepherd want to lead his sheep? Forward. Higher. Right? You remember 2 Corinthians 3.18, man, that's, that's our scripture. It says that we, we're being transformed into the same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of God. Right? We're going, uh, we're, we're, we're live our life in Christ, this life of knowing him, of seeking him, is a life of ever-increasing splendor from one degree of glory to another. That's what the Lord, that's where your good shepherd is leading you, from one degree of glory to another into ever-increasing splendor, into more strength, more wisdom, more joy, more peace, more health, more life, more provision, more prosperity. This is who he is. This is what he does. Hallelujah. Might as well just get on board. Don't fight it. Just, just say, yes, Lord. Yes to your will. Yes to your ways. You are good, and your mercy endures forever. Okay, let's keep reading. We're in Proverbs 3. That was verse 6. Let's go to verse 7. Oh, this is a biggie. Are you ready? Verse 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Ouch! Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun or depart from, run away. In other words, have nothing to do with evil. What is it? Uh, the verse I'm thinking of in Romans says, uh, abhor, abhor what is evil. Cleave, cling to what is good. I love that. So do not be wise in your own eyes. So we see a contrast here in verse 7 between the wisdom of man and the fear of the Lord. Wow, powerful. Now we understand what fear means. That's not thinking that God's going to hurt you. 
That's not, it's not being afraid of God. No, it's an awesome adoration. Adore him. <laughs> adoration and worship and reverence of all that he is. So do not be wise in your own eyes. Adore, reverence, worship the Lord. I love that. Now, let me read that verse to you in the New Living Translation. Well, Lexi, you know what? Before I do that, let me, say, let me read to you Proverbs 9.10, okay? Because we've got this contrast here, and it's so important. We talked about it just a, a couple weeks ago in our series Moving Forward, the difference between natural wisdom, the wisdom of man, the wisdom that comes about through the five senses, and the difference between spiritual wisdom that comes by faith in what God has said, right? There, the things of God are foolishness. The word of God is foolishness to natural wisdom. It, it, it's foolish. Man's wisdom thinks the word of God is, is uh, archaic, outdated, just a book, uh, irreliable, fictional, just a bunch of stories that were made up by people. But, but, the, but we, know, we know better. We know the word of God is exactly that. It's the word of God that he's given to us over the centuries so that we can experience him in our daily lives. Look at what Proverbs 9.10 is. We're contrasting uh, our own wisdom, man's wisdom, with the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 9.10 says this, the fear of the Lord, in other words, exalting him as the truth of your life, lifting up everything he's said and done, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Wow. So if I don't revere and adore, and if I don't have this awesome reverence of God and his word in my life, I'm stupid. <laughs> I haven't even begun wisdom yet. I'm not putting anyone down. I'm just, I'm talking to myself too, right? Fear of the Lord, recognizing God for who he is, what he's done through his son, that's the beginning of wisdom. Let's get wise, right? Let's acknowledge God. Let's know him. It's the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. This is Proverbs 9 and 10. Isn't this powerful? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Now let's go back to verse 7 of Proverbs 3. Let's read that in the New Living Translation. So the, uh, the New American Standard said, uh, do not be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and shun evil. The New Living Translation says, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Woo! Somebody needs to just shout and say, thank you, Father, for loving me. Thank you for loving me so, so consistently. Thanks for putting up with me. Far too many times we are impressed with our own conclusions, with our own reasonings, with our own wisdom. Let's be done with that. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord. Wow, I love that. Instead, take God at his word. Know that he is God, and what he says is perfect truth. That's, when wis that's where real wisdom is. Man, that's so powerful. That's so powerful. Let me actually read to you 
verses five through eight in the Passion Translation of Proverbs 3, okay? And now you're gonna see where the top, the title of this message comes from, Adore Him. Proverbs 3, five through eight in the Passion Translation says, trust in the Lord completely. I like that. And do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you, and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him. Amen. In whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. (laughs) For wisdom comes, listen to this, for wisdom comes when you adore him with awe and wonder. To the world, they think that's foolish. They think that's what ignorant people do. Yet that's where wisdom is found, in the adoration of the one who made you, in the adoration of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wisdom comes when you adore him with awe and wonder and avoid everything that's wrong. See, when you exalt the Lord Jesus Christ above everyone and everything else in your life, you will avoid all the wrong stuff. It will spare you from so much unnecessary hardship and confusion. Hallelujah. Adore him with awe and wonder and avoid everything that's wrong. Verse eight, for then you will find the healing refreshment your body and spirit long for. Wow. It's powerful. This is where life is, Highway family. To adore the Lord is to recognize that he is the all in all, that he is the I am that I am, that he is the one who has no beginning, that he's perfect in power, that he's perfect wisdom, that he's righteous, holy, pure, kind, benevolent, gracious, faithful, full of compassion, that his mercy endures forever, that his loving kindnesses are new every morning. To adore him is to recognize that he's the answer to every dream, that he's the reason that we live, that he's the reason for all that is good, that he is the fulfillment of every good expectation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to read you some definitions of the word adore, and we're just about finished here. The word adore, remember, this is where wisdom begins. In adoring him, this is where health is found. In exalting and adoring him with reverence and awe. Adore means to love dearly. Love dearly the Lord. Be devoted to the Lord. Dote on. (laughs) Care for. Cherish, treasure, prize, hold in high regard, look up to, stand in awe of, 
revere and worship the Lord. Glorify him. Praise him. Exalt him. Laud him. Extol him. Esteem him. Venerate him. Magnify him. Enjoy him. Delight in him. Revel in him. Take pleasure in him. Relish him. Savor him. Be crazy about him. Be wild about him. Have a thing about him. Get a kick out of him. Get a charge out of him. Get a buzz from him. Scriptures in Ephesians exhort us to not be intoxicated with, with wine or strong drink, but to be intoxicated with the Holy Spirit. Get a thrill from him. Be hooked on him. You see, the word adore, if you trace the etymology of the word, it comes from the Latin adorare, which literally means to worship. Now, what does that mean? If you break the word ad and orare, oracles, orator, it means to say, to speak. In other words, to worship him is to say what he says over my life. Adore him. As I read this last verse, before we pray, remember, adore him with awe and wonder. Another way to define adore would be to say what he says, to believe what he says without question powerful. Verse 8, and I'm going to read it to you out of the message translation. Then your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. You see, everything that you're looking for is found in adoration of the Lord. When you choose to say what he says over every area of your life to believe what he says without question. There are times maybe that what he says seems like unreal to me. And like, how can I believe that? My experience has been so different. And when I feel like that, what I do is I take what he says, maybe the verse that I'm struggling with or, or finding it hard to believe, and I'll just soak in it. I'll just meditate on it, and it will fix that. And as you meditate on the very verse you might be having a hard time with, by his stripes I'm healed. All of my needs are met according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. Whatever it is, he's commanded his angels concerning me, no harm or evil ever befall you. Whatever the scripture is, whatever the situation, I might feel like that's out of reach for me or that's too hard to believe, that just means I need to meditate in it some more. As you meditate in it, you will go from, from fearful to faithful, <laughs> from afraid to fearless, from weak to strong. Adore him, highway family. He's the answer to every area and issue of your life. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this priceless time together.
Lord, we value you. We value who you are. We value your word above everything else. Help us, Father, to exalt you in every area of our lives, to adore you, to say what you say in every area of our lives, to accept your word without question, to meditate in your word until it becomes as sure to us as our own name. I pray for this highway family. Lord, you have so much in store for us. And this month of December is going to be awesome. And we're going into a year of sure and certain, of knowing exactly who you are and exactly what you've provided for us, of moving forward fearlessly, regardless of what is going on or might go on in the world. You are our foundation. You're our shield and our anchor. And we are yours, your sons and daughters. And I pray blessings upon this highway family. In Jesus' name, amen. The Boscos love you, Highway family, and uh, from us to you, uh, celebrate today. Take home these scriptures with you, meditate in them. Keep them in your heart and mind. Give attention to them all week long. You'll be so glad you did. We'll see you soon. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of His goodness who He is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.